0: Welcome to Leveling Up, a noob's quest to get good. This is a gaming history and interview podcast where each week we take a new game and discuss its history,
1: as well as look at it from the perspective of someone who hasn't played a lot of games.
0: I'm Joe, your resident gaming historian.
1: And I'm Tina, the new girl on the digital block. Welcome to the show.
0: Super Mario Bros. 3 is a platformer which began development shortly after the release of Super Mario Bros. 2 and was created by a small team for a budget of $800,000. This small team was directed by Shigeru Miyamoto. Miyamoto designed the game to be enjoyable for players of all skill levels. The earlier worlds had a greater abundance of 1-ups and easier levels, allowing players to enjoy the game without it being too dangerous, while later levels introduced more difficult challenges and were a true test of a gamer's platforming abilities. Super Mario Bros. 3 also introduced a plethora of new power-ups to make gameplay more diverse, as well as having levels designed to take advantage of the new abilities granted by these power-ups. The team also focused a lot on having a large cast of diverse enemies in the game. They brought back many favorites like Goombas and Koopas, but they also introduced some iconic regulars to the Mario franchise. Among others, Boos, Chain Chomps, Dry Bones, Thwomps, and the Koopa Kids were all introduced in this game. The composer for Super Mario Bros. 3 was returning series veteran Koji Kondo. When Kondo had made music for the original Super Mario Bros., he hadn't really stuck to a genre, instead creating music based on the stages. Since then, he'd heard a lot of people tell him a lot of the music he created sounded a lot like Latin music, and so when it came time for the new game, he struggled a little with different genres before settling on the final product that made it into the game. In 1988, a shortage of ROM chips combined with other factors led to a delay in Super Mario Bros. 3's Western release. Due to this delay, Tom Pollock of Universal Studios approached Nintendo of America's marketing department with an idea for a video game movie inspired by Nintendo's gaming tournaments. After some negotiation, this movie turned out to be the 1989 film The Wizard, featuring Super Mario Bros. 3 as the final game in the in-film game tournament. The film was released before the game came out in western markets and led to a huge number of sales for the game. When the game came out in both eastern and western markets, it was very well received, getting near-perfect scores across the board. Critics praised its gameplay, graphics, sound, and replayability. There were criticisms, such as its lack of a save feature, but its positives almost entirely outshone its negatives. Even to this day, many top 100 lists will include Super Mario Bros. 3 because of how revolutionary it was in the industry, And how well the game stands up to this day. So, Tina, yes, Super Mario Brothers Three, what's his game?
1: So this game is a platformer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game is a platformer where you play as a Mario trying to. You'd think you're trying to rescue the princess, and I mean, I guess in theory you do at the end, but the whole game, it's just not. I don't know. I don't know. For a while there, I was like, do you not rescue the princess at the end? I mean, like, I know you do, cause that's always the story. But I was, like, she's not in every castle, like I thought, he was just going yeah. around helping around all of the nice old men in the kingdom who had been turned into various he's, animals.
0: He's rescuing a lot more kings than he's princesses. Yeah, that's exactly, for
1: sure. exactly. Yeah. Th- there's a theory for you.
0: There's this theory. All I'm saying. Is that the theory? Is the theory that Mario is gay? Is that the theory? Tina's <laughs> is giving me very <laughs> uh, leading looks.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. Also, uh, like she's so- sending you letters throughout the whole game and gifts. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. not kidnapped. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's not no.
0: This is going to be a spoiler for the entire Mario series, but yeah, no, that yep, yeah, that's how Peach works. She is kidnapped, but she's not actually kidnapped. There's always some way for her to contact Mario. Really. Always.
1: She usually sends you gifts?
0: Yeah. In the Galaxy game, she sends you space mail with 1-Up Mushrooms. In uh, one of the Paper Mario games, she has a literal star baby that she uses as her communique. In another Paper Mario game, she sends Mario text messages through a computer that's falling in love with her. Wow. Paper Mario games get weird. But we're not here to discuss this. Those will be a later episode, probably.
1: <laughs> After that description, probably not.
0: <laughs> so, what are your general impressions on the game?
1: Uh, okay. So first and foremost, you're gonna absolutely hate me for this, but okay. So I have played two Mario games in my life before I played this. I played like the mm-hmm. Super Mario, like the New Super Mario Bros., the one that was on the DS, and then mm-hmm. Super Princess Peach. Really? I played Super Princess Peach all the way through, like, I think I nearly 100%ed that game.
0: I have never actually played Super Princess Peach. Let
1: me tell you, you don't need to, it's the exact same game. (laughs) Like, so much of it is just so, like, I understand it's you go through all this, all the eight worlds, yeah, I get it. But so much of it is so similar.
0: I mean, to be fair, that is a bit of a meme- In the Mario uh, games, where basically all of the eight worlds are the exact same eight worlds across every game. Like, Forest World, Desert World, Water World, etc. I mean, like,
1: yeah, I I could... And I see that similarity between all three of the games that i played. But just, like, the things you had to do. Like, oh, here was the secret thing, and this thing you had to do this thing. And just, I don't know. The Super Mario Bros. 3 and Princess Peach seemed a lot more similar than... Super Mario Bros 3 and new Super Mario Bros. Sure,
0: sure. So that
1: was that was definitely that was okay, noteworthy. Okay. Also, why can't I replay levels? Uh, I wanted to go back and grind for like leaves. Yeah, but that'd be that made the game too easy. I just had to die.
0: Yeah, repeatedly.
1: So many times.
0: Uh, what was your opinion on the times when, kind of, control is removed? For instance, swimming sections, ice physics, auto-scrollers.
1: I mean, swimming just always sucks. Swimming is trash garbage. A hot, Seeming pile of trash garbage in the water.
0: It's good to know that you haven't played many games, but you already know this one truth of video games. Swimming always sucks. Yeah. The,
1: I mean... The ice physics were irritating, but... is gonna sound weird. It felt right? Does that make any sense?
0: No, totally. It was
1: irritating? It felt
0: like yeah. ice. Yeah, and I totally get that, and that's it great. It was annoying, but I wasn't but mad I at well. it.
1: I wasn't mad at it.
0: Okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair.
1: And, like, side-scrollers, <laughs> I've encountered them with Princess Peach.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Auto- auto-scrollers are... How did you feel about that really fast auto scroller in world 8? The uh, airship auto
1: scroller? Okay. So I had a lot of mixed feelings about world 8 specifically.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Because Okay, I did not find it to be one of the easier worlds, but I okay, it's world 8. It was not nearly as hard as I was expecting. Really. I spent way much more time on world 3 and world 4 than I did on okay. world 8. Okay. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Hands down.
0: I can see it, especially because World Three was the water world, and as we've discussed, water. And then sucks.
1: World Four was just hot garbage as well.
0: I like the theming of World Four, like the big world. I like that, and that's a continuing thread through a number of Mario games where there's always that one world where everything's super oh, big. Oh, see, I thought
1: that was super weird.
0: Oh, okay. I, was, I okay. was weirded
1: out by it, especially because there was one point. There was one level where you could go through a door, and it yeah. made everything normal size. But then if you went back through the door, everything was big again, and I was like,
0: "That's all." I was like, "Wait, yeah.
1: ha- have I been missing doors? Should I not be like I was? Just, I didn't like it. It did not. I was not. Yeah, did do- not like the big world."
0: Just wait till we get to Mario sixty four. There's an entire world called Big Huge World where the gimmick is be- going between big world and small I world. I
1: can't. I can't even.
0: Uh. Speaking of difficulty, though, what is your opinion on the overall difficulty curve of the game?
1: Um, not awful. Like, when I started this game, you told me average time was five hours. Mm. Took me way more than five hours. (laughs) There was quite a few levels that I spent, like, almost an hour on, there were some levels that were a real problem. But, I mean, like, as far as... Most of them were fine. Like, most of them were absolutely fine. The biggest problem I had with the game was the fact that... And I don't know how you would do this, but the reason I got stuck on some levels, specifically in World 4, was the fact that, like, I didn't know what all of my items did. And I didn't realize I should be using them, or how sure. to use them. Specifically, okay, sure. the raccoon.
0: Oh, the P-Wing, or the raccoon, or the tanuki suit? Both. Or the leaf. Both. All three? Okay. Yes. All three. Okay. So the mechanics of those are ever so slightly different. The raccoon suit itself, they're all bait, or the raccoon suit... And the P-Wing are based on your P-Meter at uh-huh. the bottom. The, the longer you run, your P-Meter yeah. goes up. With the raccoon suit, it lets you kind of jump and hover. For mm-hmm. a it, it's like a slow fall.
1: Yeah, I didn't get that slow... I didn't understand that there was a slow fall.
0: Mm-hmm. You can also use the um, raccoon suit for limited flight. Mm-hmm. Whereas the P-Wing, once you get your P-Meter P all the way at to the top, you can just infinitely fly. Yeah, Which I use to... Just cheese my way through a few levels that I didn't want to deal with.
1: (laughs) Yes, most definitely.
0: Uh, Yeah, and then finally the Tanuki suit, which is an actual raccoon suit, is where you can just turn into a... Have you ever played a Kirby Mm -hmm. game? Okay. It's basically you can turn into a statue and you can't be hurt by anything. What? But you also can't move.
1: Yeah, it's like the... I don't know what the item is in Isaac, but, like, where you stop moving, you're invincible.
0: It's, yeah, it's exactly the same item. That's what the item is based This, the Tanuki suit, is what that Isaac item is based I on.
1: I had no idea. The leaf. Is that why yeah. it's a leaf? Yes. <gasps> I'm learning things.
0: <laughs> you are.
1: <laughs> See, I played the whole game and I didn't know I could do that. Also, yeah. played the whole game, Not don't sure. know what the clouds do. Don't know what the hammers do. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Did figure out what the music boxes do. Um, yeah. Don't- Yeah. So,
0: the clouds allow you to skip over a level. It doesn't beat the level. It just allows you to move over it. Oh. You can then go back and do it if you want to, but, like, you're trapped on the other side until you beat it. But that's basically what it does. The hammers let you break rocks on the overworld map. So anywhere where you saw something trapped behind a rock, you could break that with a hammer. Okay. And- Um... Did you find any of the warp whistles?
1: Hell no. I didn't know that was the oh, thing no. until okay. you showed me that dumb video.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, she's referencing the fact that we watched a little bit of The Wizard before recording this. And, uh, yeah. The warp whistles, there are three of them in the game, and they allow you to warp to the warp zone, which where you can go to any of the worlds at your leisure. Your leisure. Leisure. And then, uh, final quick question before we move on. What was your opinion of the uh, boss fights?
1: Mmm... <laughs> Underwhelming to say the least.
0: Definitely. They were
1: probably some of my least favorite parts of the game.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you just. The reason they were some of my least favorites was because the game designers made the castles and the fortresses particularly challenging. And I understand that if you just beat this challenging level, you don't want to go. I can see you not wanting to go through a super challenging fight, like sure. two are stacked on top of one another, especially if you enter the boss fight super drained, but, like, mm. the... It felt so unsatisfying.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely understand that. That's, um, that's a common complaint among a lot of platforming games in general. That That's somewhat of a theme in platforming games, where the boss fights are never as satisfying as they should be, Just because the moveset is somewhat limited, and so there's not a lot you can really do in platforming games for bosses. But also... There are... There totally are games where you have good bosses, uh, platformers, but, like... yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, the fact that I think the Ice World was, with the exception of the final boss fight against Bowser, obviously, um, but I think the Ice World was the only one where it was ever different... Like, uh, uh, and the time you fought the Koopa on the ball, because then there were some balls floating around the screen. Yeah. But other than that, like, they was the same thing every time. Like.
0: I mean, yeah. There's also the problem that if you're good enough, and by good enough I mean, like, fairly mediocre, you never- there are different mechanics in all of them. But you never get to see them, because you just jump on them, you wait for them to get back out of their shell, you jump on them again, and that's it. Yeah. Like- Did you know Boom Boom can fly in most of the fights?
1: Wait, most of them are just one. I was gonna say, I did see see him fly once.
0: Most of them. Mm. I'm pretty sure they introduce the flying, and then in all the ones after it, he can fly. But you never see that, because you just get too good at beating Boom Boom. Yeah, no. Yeah. The boss fights are definitely one of the more mediocre parts of the game. It
1: was lacking, to say the least.
0: For sure. Uh... So, what is your opinion on the art style? What do you think about the pixel art? How do you think it held up? And what do you think of the music?
1: Um. Okay, well, as far as music goes, just, uh, iconic. Like, it, it's iconic. The music is absolutely iconic. It's adorable, mm-hmm. and it is catchy and so fitting, and I, I love all of it.
0: Yes. The music is wonderful. Koji Kondo did a wonderful job, as he always does. Yeah.
1: I was so happy when, for some reason, I could only listen to it when I was using wireless headphones. And mm, Weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know what's the problem with the thing that I'm playing it on, but that's a different story. Um, but I would actually make a point to only play the game if my headphones were charged and I had them on me. Because it was, just, it was oh, okay. an enjoyable part of it.
0: For sure, for yeah. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the art style, um, mm, Okay, sorry, one last thing about the music. Fantastic, however, the sounds got real old real fast.
0: Yeah, the... Real uh, old. The, f- the sound effects themselves can tend to get rather repetitive in older style games.
1: They were grating.
0: that's definitely one word i would definitely use to describe a lot of nes uh sound sound effects grading with repeated exposure yeah and imagine people played these games for months at a time
1: no No wonder parents don't like their kids to play video games
0: (laughs) the soundtrack murders their eardrums So uh, now we're going to move on to the section I like to call highs and lows, where we discuss our favorite and least favorite parts of different parts of the game. So Tina, uh, I got four I got four pieces here that I want to discuss. First one we're going to start with is enemies. Okay. What uh, what, what are you feeling? Favorites and least favorites.
1: Okay. Um. Favorite enemies. Okay, I don't know. A favorite award, just because they were kind of stupid. Which is, I wish they stuck around. Were the little flames?
0: The okay. The little flames on the candles that would like walk off the candle.
1: Oh. That like acted like booze. Where if you turned around and you were looking at them, they wouldn't move.
0: Are you talking about? The ones that look yes. like chain chomps that would
1: No, no, up. no, 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 no! Not those. The ones that got off the little candle, and if you were staring at oh, them, they wouldn't oh. move.
0: Man, you just taught me something I didn't even know that was a part of their uh, AI interaction. I totally was just kept running from them and was like, "Stop chasing me!"
1: <laughs> I never thought No, to- I, I thought they were so precious.
0: No, they were. They were adorable. I love them.
1: Uh, yeah, not really a super big threat. Because, unlike booze, like, it was super easy to hop over them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: they weren't super threatening in mm. any way, shape, or form. But they were precious.
0: They were. They were precious.
1: Um. So, yes. I, l- I really liked them. Mm. Least favorite enemies? I don't know if they count as an enemy, but those seizure balls?
0: The waffles? As many in the Super Mario Bros. 3 community call them. Uh, The things in Fortresses and Castles that, like, spin around that central node, is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, but they literally looked like they could give people seizures.
0: Yeah, no, 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 totally. Yeah, people call those waffles.
1: They're kind of stupid. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: I don't know, I I like the makeover they got where I feel like in New Super Mario Bros., they were turned into just like sticks of rotating flame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked that a bit better.
0: Okay, okay. So I felt
1: that presented more of a challenge other than just like, oh, I can stand on like the node
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the ball won't hit me. It's fine. Sure,
0: sure. Makes sense. Uh, so I felt
1: that the sticks definitely helped them a lot.
0: Sure, sure. Other enemies. Hated like-
1: the dumb fish that eats you. Hate that fish.
0: Was just about to bring up Big Bertha, in fact.
1: Hate that, Fish!
0: Yeah, Big Bertha. This is, I believe, Big Bertha's first appearance. Uh, And, uh, yeah, people are not a fan of uh, her. Because she's the worst.
1: Yeah. I absolutely hated how, no matter what you had, it just instantly, like, killed you.
0: Yep. And then, even if you killed it, it came back.
1: Yeah. No. Hated it.
0: Pretty bad. Uh, Worst. What enemy
1: your... in the game.
0: <laughs> what was your opinion on the su- the angry sun?
1: Okay, it was dumb, but I didn't hate it nearly as much as Bertha.
0: No, I mean totally. I just that was one of the fun. I I really enjoy that enemy because it's just kind of s- silly. It's like, oh, that's weird. I've never seen a sun in a level before, and then you like run along, and then it's like, wait, why is the sun spinning? Oh God, I'm dead. The sun has killed me. I am dead now.
1: I'm like, why did it only kill you through half the level? I don't know. It was silly. I was, like, I don't know. It was a little weird, but it was okay.
0: I mean, it only killed you in the second half of the level, because it noted it sent that tornado at you, but you uh, got past it. So then it's like, oh, well, I guess I got to this into my own hands now.
1: I didn't know the sun controlled tornadoes.
0: I mean, obviously.
1: Also, the was- tornado couldn't kill you.
0: Exactly. That's why the sun got angry and had to take matters into its own hands.
1: Is that, is that the official lore?
0: Nope. That's just my uh that's my that's That's my,
1: your that's bullshit.
0: My, that's my bullshit. Yep. Alright, uh, next one, power ups. Uh
1: okay, so even though they took me a minute to figure out what to do, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the um The raccoon suit slash the P Wings slash the Tanuki Leaf, whatever the fuck. Sure. Did I, did, I say, did I at least say everything?
0: I knew what you meant.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed the dynamic of falling slowly, even though it literally took me until World 4 to figure out how to use that.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that is a bit of an issue with... It. I feel like you may have an issue with the game because there's a lot of information that's not in the game. Right? Yeah. Like how to use the power ups or that kind of stuff. But I'm sh- almost sure if you looked in the game manual, all of the information is in there.
1: Yeah. Because but... that's
0: just kind of an interesting part of the culture of games that has changed since the NES era. That a lot more information was in the manual as opposed to being in the game itself.
1: So kids were expected to read it?
0: I mean, basically. I mean, we okay. weren't expected to read it necessarily, but, like, there was a lot of really good information in the manual. For instance, okay. in the first Super Mario's game, there was no plot at all in the actual game. It was all in the manual. Hmm. Yes.
1: This I at least knew what the plot was. Yes. Yeah, so I really like the raccoon suit as far as power-ups go. Least favorite power-ups... I don't know. I mean, like, okay. I personally think that the hammer and the cl- the for me in my gameplay the hammer and the cloud were the most useless because mm-hmm. I just didn't know what they did. I think the hammer is a is kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Still, I enjoy the I guess remake that it got where it's like if you ended the level in a different spot, like if you got like the blue flag or the red flag then, like, you would access a different level. I like that idea better than just, oh, if you have the power-up, you can smash the rock.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Um, yeah. And the I, I really like the idea of the cloud letting you skip levels. I like that.
0: I think that's cool. That is very neat. Uh, okay. And then what about your... What about worlds, overall? Theming or, uh... Mechanics-wise, I suppose.
1: Worlds or specific levels? Because I have a favorite level.
0: Levels we'll get to in a minute. Okay. I want
1: worlds. Worlds, um... mm, I think that... World... I don't know. I think... I think my favorite world would have to be World 5. Just because it had the ice mechanic was something that continued the whole way through, like, obviously, unless you were underground. Um, but, like, it continued the whole way through, and so the whole world felt different.
0: hmm
1: I mean, y- yes, World 3 felt different because you had to, like, swim for most of the levels, but I didn't really have to do anything different on the big world, you know? Sure. I didn't really have to do anything different. Yeah. Like... I guess, I guess, 6 felt different because of, like, the cloud level.
0: Yeah. I really I guess...
1: like the cloud yeah. levels.
0: I really yeah. like World 6 because World 6 is kind of where the challenge really amps up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's slowly getting more difficult, Worlds 1 to 5. uh, But then World 6, it's like, well, yeah, fuck me in the ass with a cactus. <laughs>
1: Idea. Kind of, yeah. It's difficult. I think I forget if it was World Five or World Six. Whichever one had there were two sets of double levels, where you could go either way, mm-hmm. and both of them were horrendous.
0: Yes, we will talk about those in a quick minute. By the way, World Five is Skyland. World Six is Iceland.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Other World way 7 around is then.
0: Pipe Land. Yes.
1: I liked. I enjoyed Iceland,
0: Okay.
1: which I believe is the one where just the levels were impossible. Yes. And like, Skyland was cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, World 7 was Pipeland, which had some of my least favorite levels, which uh, transitions really? us into- Yeah. Which transitions us into, what are your favorite and least favorite levels?
1: My favorite levels in World 7!
0: Yeah. Okay. Which one is it?
1: Okay. I believe it is level 6 in World 7. You... And this is the only time I encountered the mechanic. It was the level where... You could... You had to... If you touched these little yellow blocks, like almost a ghost block came. Yes. And then if you jumped on the block again, it would change direction. And you could go from, like, if you went out the left side of the screen, you would reappear on the right side of the screen.
0: Yes. That was my
1: favorite level by far.
0: Those were really good. Uh, I agree. Those were good. I enjoyed those. Um, It was cool. It was
1: short. It was too short, in my opinion. Um, I wanted more levels like that because the first, like, your first encounter with that level was, oh, I can go from side to side in the screen. And then you were like, oh, I can... Hop on these little block things. But then to get to the final warp pipe, you had to do both. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to hop from multiple blocks and then go to different sides of the screen. And I was like, this is perfect.
0: Yes. Uh, it was just
1: perfect. I loved it.
0: Yes, I believe... Yes, uh, looking at it, that was World 7-6. You are correct.
1: Yes. that I thought that was the best level in the game.
0: <laughs> it was pretty good.
1: What was your favorite level?
0: Um... I'd have to say it's a bit of a cheat, but I personally really enjoy the. In World 8, the group of levels that was like the tanks and the boats and the airships.
1: Oh, the okay. okay, okay. In, the
0: auto scrolls in World 8. I really like those. Uh, they are a yes. huge challenge, and they were some of the toughest times that I personally had in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I really love them. I love. I know auto scrollers are kind of contentious in a lot of communities, but I personally really enjoy them because they were a huge challenge and they put a lot of my uh, abilities to the test.
1: I I really enjoy the side scroll levels too. I didn't know people didn't like them.
0: Auto scrollers are contentious in some in, in some ways. Uh, Speedrunners hate them because they're the antithesis of
1: speedrunning you
0: know, their craft. Um, and otherwise, it's, it's another thing similar to kind of like ice mechanics. People don't like it when you have most of a game set in a kind of set control method and then your control is taken away.
1: But you had... Or
0: impaired, somehow.
1: You had one level every world that was a side-scroller, at least.
0: I mean, totally. Totally.
1: You always had the airship level at the castle.
0: Definitely. Uh, I'm just saying. People aren't... Some people, it's contentious. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, what about your least favorite level? Which one did
1: you- So, aside from anything that was completely underwater, because I just got tedious and annoyed, and one of my biggest, just real quick, more ranting about swimming. Swimming increased the number of irritating noises. Yeah. As opposed to it increased the ratio of irritating noises to good music. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, exactly. Part of the reason swimming was just even worse.
0: Totally. Totally. It
1: sounds awful. It does. Also, that's not a swim noise. Maybe you should have like a nice like sploosh. like like a nice more flowing water sound for such a tedious task.
0: Sure, sure. But also, you know, NES uh, capabilities and all that such. Graphic sound cards, whatever.
1: Okay, yeah, fine, fair enough. But, Limited you distance. know, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but aside from aside from the swimming, I did not write down the exact world,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or the exact level number. But it was in World 4, it was an underground level. Okay. And you start. Well, okay, there's two. One is an underground level where you start by making a very large jump underground that you have to have your raccoon suit for. Uh huh. And I didn't. Yeah. And I literally just. I can't tell you how many times I just threw myself off a cliff. Sure. <laughs> and maybe that was my own stupidity. Because I probably should have realized after like mm, 20th try? Eh, maybe. But I just kept like throwing myself off the cliff, and it was. Just, I just hated that level so much. It was the worst.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Aside from my own stupidity, um, there was again another underground level where you needed to have the peach wings so you could grab a turtle shell and fly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that was just. No, you didn't need to have the Peach Wings. You needed to have something, but... The P-Wing. I'm sorry. Nope. The P stands for Peach. I can call it the Peach Wing.
0: Alright, alright.
1: The P stands for Peach. It's giving you my peach. Stop it. Which is... I just... I hated that level. It was so irritating. I couldn't figure out how to run.
0: I was stuck on that level for like, an hour, because I'm running back and forth, and I keep, like, okay, I'm in the raccoon suit, I'm going through this pipe, and then I'm put out back at the front, what am I supposed to do? And then I notice there are holes in the ceiling, I'm like, oh.
1: It was just awful, and I can't tell you how many times I died, because I just ran out of time. Yeah. So I would charge my P meter, I would start to, it took me a minute to charge at the P meter, and then I would start to fly, and then the turtle would explode, and I would be back to just, like normal height. And then I'd be like, oh great, I gotta go farm this leaf again.
0: Yep. yep.
1: Which, that's something that they took out.
0: How do you mean? Like,
1: usually, or at least when you played, like, New Super Mario Bros, or Princess Peach, if you hit a block, if you hit a question mark block with an item in it, Mm -hmm. and then went back, like, and then went down a pipe and then came back up in the same area, you could hit it again, but you would just get a coin. Mm. Like, you wouldn't get the item again
0: in I believe in most of the game. In most of SMB3, it works a similar way. It's just for certain instances of levels. Oh. They do it that like, way. Because... They're like you
1: need this thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. They, they they change the rules slightly because it's a puzzle level and so they're they you need to have the thing for the puzzle to work. Mm,
1: okay, that makes sense. I thought it was ubiquitous throughout the Mhm.
0: I believe that's how it works, at
1: least. Also, a really cool level was... It was in World 7, and it was just, like, a whole bunch of pipes. and But it wasn't pipes that you had to go through. They were really tiny pipes that there were cracks in, and you had to jump through. And It was yeah. like, find the pipe, you can go down. That that one was really cool. Just because okay. it looked so different, and it was so... It was just so different. Sure, sure. Which levels did you really hate?
0: For me, it was a tie between 7-7 and 7 Eight. Because they were both terrible. 7-7 <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven was the one where you had to chain Starmen together to run across the Chompers. And that's the one I beat. Because the other one was the one with a bunch, of, a bunch of pipes and a bunch of piranha plants. And I just could not get to the end of that level. And so I kept going back and forth and like, okay, I can't beat. I'm going to try 7-7. Seven, seven, I can't beat. I'm going to try 7-8. I can't beat it. And so eventually, I just beat 7-7, and I'm like, well, that's the one I'm going with. Fuck the other one.
1: Interesting. I beat 7-8. I couldn't beat 7-7.
0: Yeah. 7-7 is definitely... They're both bad. They're not bad. I just did not like them. Because it took... I was... I was stuck on those levels for, like, an hour. Because I just kept going back and forth, and I couldn't beat them.
1: I... I really didn't like the chaining the superstars together Mm -hmm. because, and maybe I was just doing it wrong, but I don't think I was. I couldn't seem to control which way the star went when it came out of the box. You Like, did it go to the left of your screen or to the right of your screen? And I, like, you needed it to go to the right so that you could hop along behind it until your time you could grab it.
0: It, you actually can uh, whichever can. side of the box you hit it goes the other way so if you hit on the left side if like your sprite is centered to the left side of the box when you hit it it pops out to the right and vice versa
1: okay oh okay so like if you're co- it's not the side that you end on when it pops up and it goes the opposite side yeah, it it's the side just... you hit it from okay
0: yes you know, mm, yeah, minutiae of platformers.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It still sucks. Uh,
0: yeah, it's...
1: It's still dumb.
0: It's it's still a little obnoxious, yeah. So, uh, I think that's gonna wrap up. Uh, last thing before we leave, uh, what is your rating of this game out of 10?
1: Out of 10? Out of 10, I think I would give this game a... Oh, I would... I would give it a six and a half. I would give it a six and a half.
0: All right. 6.5 six, out of 10. Any and half. particular reason why you chose
1: 6.5? I mean, obviously it was, it was above average. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was definitely above average. It was enjoyable and it was fun. Sure. And it was cute. Sure. Um, how, I, I don't know, maybe 6.5 is a little harsh because I am comparing it to like.
0: The newer ones?
1: The newer games, but it's. It, compared to the newer games, it definitely does take a few points off other than the standalone problems that it has on its own. Such as, like, the boss fights and the, uh, yeah, the boss fights and some of the bullshit levels mm. and mm-hmm. lack of manuals.
0: <laughs> sure, sure.
1: But, so, okay, maybe it could be seven. I'm gonna say six, four, five, though. Because oh. all right, context.
0: Alright. Alright, so Tina... What are we going to be doing next time?
1: Next week, we are going to be playing the fabulous game, Guacamelee!
0: All right. <laughs> y'all can look forward to that coming out in about two weeks' time. Uh, this has,
1: Olay! This
0: has been Leveling Up. Uh, we will see you all next time. Bye!
1: used in this podcast was BitQuest by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.